0: Hi everyone, welcome to We Should Play. We play a game every single month and discuss our different experiences with it. So we have slogged our way through Alan Wake, um, episodes 1 through 6. And that's what we've talked about in the previous episodes of the show. And we have just played the two extra episodes from the DLC. So Sue, Brian and I are so ready to hop into this. How are you guys doing today? How are you feeling? I'm ready. I'm very excited to talk about what happened
1: after the game ended because I think we had a lot of questions um, and some of them got answered. And I just want to dive into that with you. Shadow Brian, any comments?
2: Shadow Brian, a.k.a. Surviving in the Dark Brian over here. Got my flashlight ready because it pans across the screen. Um, Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts, a lot of mixed feelings on this. I'm I'm just excited to hop into this. We, We got a ton to talk about today.
0: Today's episode, we're talking about the DLCs for Alan Wake Remastered. We're playing through episode one, The Signal, and episode two, The Writer. So this is your final spoiler alert before we get into deep discussion. So if you're playing along with us, go play and come back. And if you're not, just sit back and enjoy the show.
2: Where we left off at the end of uh, the final chapter of the main story, uh, Alan basically submerges himself and he is writing on the typewriter again, and he is in this, like, dark realm if you will so he's stuck there he has that line about uh, it's not a lake it's an ocean so in the first chapter of the DLC Alan basically we're in almost like it, I don't know about you but it kind of felt like we're in the upside down um, yes. from Stranger Things I, I, I could
1: see that Yeah, yeah. we're
2: just so, in the upside down of the oh dear diner and we walk in first thing we see is Rose and she's talking and, and a little bit you know clearly possessed by the darkness but not in the same way as she was before with that dark you know just monotone voice everything is distorted we see all the people that we saw earlier but all their voices all the lines everything that we hear is just this creepy just engulfed in darkness uh, just complete total distortion
0: yeah it was so creepy and what i immediately thought of was mr scratch from the previous mm-hmm. episode I thought that maybe that's just everyone's like alter ego like mm. evil version of themselves because that's kind of how I interpreted it rather than like they're possessed because we yeah. have obviously seen characters be possessed in the previous chapters and it's not that monotone robotic thing it is like they're themselves but there's some weird electric static thing happening with them which is I think even scarier. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah those
0: are good
1: ideas. Yeah, no, in the beginning, I really had no clue what was happening. They put us back in the beginning of the game. And what we know and from the previous game that we could piece together is that if we are at the bottom of Cauldron Lake, then we know this is a place that has been referenced as being a place where artistic creations sort mm-hmm. of are used to channel these dark things. But supposedly, the darkness is vanquished. So then what is kind of you know, possessing this place. What is inhabiting this place? And I think it's sort of mentioned that it becomes like, I think it's Alan Wake himself. Him being touched by darkness and the darkness that is here kind of is the thing that's fueling these nightmares.
2: I, I don't know if it's necessarily that the darkness is vanquished. I think it was like the manifestation around the town of Bright Falls. Like it was basically almost put back in Pandora. Pandora's box was closed. Yes. And so, and that's the big thing, you know, when he sacrificed himself to bring Alice back is like, you know, the darkness is always going to be there. And basically, so he trapped himself down there and he's, I think, kind of like losing himself into the madness. That That's what I took. What do you think? Reason that's exactly yeah.
0: how I interpreted it. I thought, like, the second he throws himself into the water, he gets consumed by the darkness. They're kind of like, okay, that was the sacrifice, we're now contained in this space, and he has to live in this darkness forever mm-hmm. now and has to find a way out of it to get back to Alice or get mm-hmm. back to his real life. But that's kind of how I thought episode six ended. He sacrifices himself. Mm -hmm. And now has to live here for eternity.
2: I felt like there was a really big tonal shift in the game. Whereas I thought the main story was like action suspense thriller with like some horror elements. And I felt like the DLCs as we're in the, I'm just going to say it, the upside down. uh, As we're in the upside down, it's like, it went like full blown horror at a lot of moments. Like when we see Alan Wake, like seemingly still typing and just going completely mad in those tv screams that like the first time i saw that i got like goosebumps i was like oh yeah. man this is so creepy i love every yeah. second of this what did you guys think of that kind of show? L-
1: love hated the tv thing yeah uh... no you're right more horror elements <laughs> love hated it it was real creepy and i was so upset because i could see him basically making the whole situation worse. Like, I'm trying to just go down the street, and he's like... And all the cars started attacking him. And it's like, stop saying these things! The town itself turned against Wake. Cars flew toward him. By the end of it, I was pissed off at Alan. And, and I was like, you are have so much self-loathing inside of you. You are so touched by darkness that, um, like, no, I I want you to come out of it, but... I was mad at you, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I will agree that this went, like, straight horror in this chapter because I haven't really been scared for, for most of it. Like, there have been some, like, quick little, like, audio cues that will, like, make me jump, but this one was so atmospherically scary because of the TVs, you hear Zane and you hear Alan and just everything about this was terrifying. And again, like that glitchy distortion thing freaks oh, me I, out for some reason, so.
2: Especially uh, as, like a super wide angle, like just super <sighs> close of like his eyeballs. Yeah, the, like yeah. the smile as he's doing it.
1: One thing that I kind of found a little bit unnerving. Okay, so we have all these horror elements at play. We're also hearing Alice's uh, voice coming up every so often. These memories that are supposed to be soothing. Oddly, mm-hmm. A little bit too intimate kind of like i don't want to yeah. hear some of that stuff okay i think one of them was like come here lover boy and it's like maybe this is between you and alice maybe i shouldn't be hearing these things yeah it was
2: like, crawl it was back like back alice into and bed. alan
1: like reenacting <laughs> dirty
0: dancing yeah yeah.
1: yeah it was like in the, you're in the warehouse and it's like you hear alice's voice alan not here not in the warehouse it's
2: like, <laughs> I don't really know what this is adding to their relationship. Me
1: neither. I don't know. Don't you have other memories of her? Yeah. Uh,
2: Sam Lake, the creative director for this, he thought that Alice was actually like the most integral character to build on, uh, especially for voice acting in this series. They casted over 200 women, more than any other character by a long shot for the voice acting, because his thought was, we spend very actual little time with Alice. You know, you get these little flashbacks. you have a couple little cutscenes, but we also have to be very attached to that character to where she is worth fighting for. she is worth going through all of the darkness and fighting through all these things. She's worth sacrificing yourself to save. And uh, I think the voice actress absolutely nailed it. I, I, agree, I think yeah. that really yeah. came through.
0: Uh, I agree. I don't know if I was attached to Alice in any sort of way. I didn't really, like, feel a personal connection. I think it was more like... This is what Alan has to do, so I'll do what Alan wants to do. And if he has to sacrifice himself and die in the process, I'm okay with that.
1: I so. I felt like she's an innocent party in all this. If anything, like she deserves to live because we're just such a bad person. Honestly. Yes. Good trade off. Yes. Good trade off. <laughs> Net positive.
2: So it's not as much as you wanted to save Alice. It was like, Well, she's better than Alan Wake, so <laughs> so we might as yeah, well save her. Yeah.
0: That was exactly it. I felt bad for her. She was innocent. She did nothing Mm -hmm. wrong.
2: What did you think about uh, one really cool element that they added into the DLC chapters? It was, like, kind of taken from the ending of chapter six, the end of the main story, where um, basically words will be appearing. So rather than just going to, like, ammo spots or finding ammo, it'll be, like, the words, like, ammo, supplies, tools, and we flash our light at them, and then it supplies those things for us. What were, how, how did you feel about that?
0: I loved and hated it. So I think in this specific episode, I didn't like it so much because a lot of it had to do with combat, but in the next episode, they do a much better job of, it's more like a puzzle, like Mm. shine your light to the things that are going to help you. Um, I did, I did like the fact that some of the words were like possessed or like something terrifying um, because I would accidentally like shot my flashlight at it, and then all of a sudden, I've got a Taken trying to kill yeah. me because I accidentally shined my flashlight there. Yeah. Uh, so I liked that portion, and I did like the fact that we could, like, take a whole group of people out with, with those words.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we talked about it in the last episode about how, man, well, at least I did, because I was like, man, they should really expand on this section specifically. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like the dubs answered me. And then in the DLC, they did this specifically for me. Thank you. Um, It was really cool to see um, the words come back. I thought that was awesome. I kept having this issue, though, because, yeah, we were using it for combat purposes a lot. But um, I would use flash my light on the word tools and everything would just plop on the ground it would just like manifest and then half the ammo would just roll oh off the cliff my god.
2: Yes. that happened
0: so oh much oh
2: my god and it would only it always so be frustrating the, you know the only thing left would be like the handgun ammo that you're already were, maxed out yes, on every single time we're like oh there go the batteries there go the shotgun shells oh
1: <laughs> yeah, I had zero batteries one time. I changed it on the tools. I was so excited, and then I just watched as the batteries just tumble <laughs> over the edge.
0: I really like the part where Barry comes into play, because Zane gives us a manuscript page, and you've yeah. got all these words, and one of them is friend, and you get to shine your light at friend, and then Barry just, like, materializes, and Man. I was so happy. I yeah, wanted I was... to just focus on that, because Brian had
1: said at one point that Barry's not Alan's friend. Literally... <laughs> You shine a light on friend and Barry appears. What do you have to say I about that? I was gonna that, say right?
2: that's that was the most confusing part of the game for me is because I shine on a friend and Barry popped out. I was expecting a friend, you know. But um, Alan doesn't have a, a friend, so it's probably a bug. bug. I was like, he's gonna betray me. This is no way that he is. Uh, he's he's not a friend. We're not friends.
0: That was your first thought was yeah. that he was gonna he betray me.
2: Probably. I was like, nah. Doesn't make any sense. Nothing, Doesn't add nothing
0: up. up till Doesn't this point up. has proven that. so. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yep.
1: Well, actually, maybe Barry was playing the long con. We'll
0: find <laughs> okay. out why next chapter. So we're going to the sawmill, but in order to get there, we have to go through all these other locations we've already been to. Uh, so we go to the church and have to find a key, but we don't find the key. We just wait for like this auditory cue to go back into the church. We get to the basement. And now <laughs> the next objective is to get our way through the basement and get out. And I loved part, this part. Yes. I thought this was, was great. a really good part. So good.
2: I, I, liked, I liked the... It really mixed up the comment because, yes, it is another part where it's just another nonstop onslaught. But the ability to use that flashlight in combat, like with the words, Um, It really just broke up the monotony of, like, the standard, like, I'm being ambushed, flashlight, kill, flashlight, kill. Uh, Like, the, I felt like I had to, though, like, and you you had to be strategic. You couldn't just shine it. You had to, like, lure them around the corner and then shine the flashlight and, like, you know, do the Nina sheep herding (laughs) (laughs) kind of thing. But then, like. Also, by effect, like, I had to take the flashlight at times, my handy-dandy flashlight, and I couldn't run forward. I had to, like, point it up at the sky because I would be accidentally, like, exploding furnaces in my face otherwise.
0: Oh, see, I didn't run into that issue, but I loved the whole, like, luring them down, like, a corridor and then just, like, shining it at the furnaces. So, for those of you who might not have played, if you go into the basement of the church, there's all of these furnaces with the word... um, Blast, blast on it, I think, it's yeah. this I think it says blast, and you can shine your light at it, which will, like, blow up the furnace and basically just eliminate any Taken that comes through, like, sets them on fire, and they explode, and it's so satisfying. Oh, yeah, they definitely deserve it. This is our revenge. <sighs> yes. There,
1: there is a t- there's a <laughs> few times, though, where having the flashlight kind of works mm-hmm. against you, there's specifically this area where it's just, like, a minefield of words, and I think yes. 90% of them are negative. Which, I I just skirted around the edge, but I love that idea. Because, like, at one point, you get attacked by a small swarm, and I accidentally light up, like, some of the words, like, possessed and stuff, and then things start coming at me.
0: You're in Alan's apartment, and you get to pick up flares and get get ammo, and so now you know there's going to be a fight. And you walk into the living room, and there's this TV, and your objective is to now destroy the TV, and this becomes, like, a multiple-level boss fight. I struggled so hard on this part. I don't know if you guys had a hard time fighting the TVs, but I felt like it was too much going on. It was TVs, possessed objects, and the Taken.
1: No, this all was at the same time. such a fight. Alright, when I say I hate it, I don't really hate it. It just means I died a lot. That's what I mean when I say I hate it. <laughs> so, I don't hate it. But honestly, this TV, this TV fight was crazy hard for me. I, I don't know how they, I think they would keep spawning Taken repeatedly over mm-hmm. and over and over. So you were trying to destroy each TV and each TV you had to hold up the flashlight and wait till the beam actually wrecked that TV. But as that was going on, Taken were spawning from the shadows. I was trying to put my back against the wall and every time they would spawn right behind me.
0: That <laughs> happened to me, one jumped on my back. I was yeah. like personal space much? Yeah, cheats hacks <laughs> maybe Cause it's split into two sections. So the first section I hid behind a pillar so whenever these massive pieces of machinery would fly at you, it would hit the pillar. And then I went through the second section and went behind another pillar and then just like (laughs) cowardly sat in the corner and shined the flashlight at the TVs (laughs) and it worked. I don't know how it worked after 20 plus times dying, but it worked and I'm happy that I got through it.
1: It takes one taken to sneak up on you and then your health is at like 25%. And then yeah. from here on out, like you say, it's a multi-stage thing. I, yeah. when, when that thing moved back and it, it really, it, you know, it gave you the space of the second half, I felt so much relief and then so much dread hit me all at
2: once. Like when you drop down, there's like a shelf on your left and shelf on the right. Shelf on the left has like a bunch of shotgun shells, a bunch of ammo, everything like that. So I ran for that at first. I kept I probably died like five times, I think. And then I was like, I'm going to try for the right, and there were less resources on the right, but for whatever reason, I guess I was in a position where things couldn't hit me, and I destroyed the first thing of um, TVs without using flares or the flare gun, so then I was able to go through, and then as soon as I went to the second thing, I was like, boom, flare gun, run up, drop the flare, black up, shined it, boom, right through. And it was good. Oh
0: wow. I only had two flares, so I saved one flare for the first one and the second flare for the second one, <laughs> I and I couldn't use any more than that. But when we finally do beat the TVs, there's like one final TV and then a boat right in front of us where we yeah. now go down to defeat the boat, and then like these book birds. Yeah. I don't know what you guys thought about the books that would like oh fly man. at you, but That's I did so not. I obviously don't like the birds, and then you yeah. add but these were books, paper cuts you know. into that. Yeah, but the
2: boat were, was really blowing. weird, I thought, because, like, I thought it was, like, you know, a stationary boat, and I'm just standing there, and also I'm getting a hit. I'm like, why the hell am I getting a hit? The boat's just stand. Like, I'm not walking anywhere. And then I realized the boat is, like, ever slowly moving towards you, like, at a glacierly pace. But it was.
0: Oh, I didn't even notice that. I just, yeah. like, stood there with my flashlight. I'm like, let these birds <laughs> hit me. I don't care. We're finishing this.
2: So we walk forward, we see the TV, and we see, like, Alan, aka Jack from The Shining, just going nuts on the TV, and he's, like, writhing in pain. He drops, and simultaneously, the Alan that we're playing as also drops to the ground. Flashlight goes out, and then Hartman is talking to us again. And then it goes into, it pans out, light comes back on, and we're back on the ground in the writing room. Seemingly, there is no escape from this darkness no matter how hard we try to fight through it seems like escaping from this darkness is an impossibility or at least as of right now
0: we wake up to dr hartman talking to us and we are back at the what was it called sue the clinic for creative people who aren't creative yeah
1: Cauldron lace uh, (laughs) therapy place for creative people who maybe aren't feeling very creative right now
0: that's it that's what it's called and we're back to our favorite part the hedge maze with barry at the gate i love it
2: i was reliving my waking nightmare with barry and the keys i wanted to murder him as soon as this started i was over it at that i was like i'm going to hate everything about this chapter if i have to relive this moment again
0: I actually did like the episode where we're at Dr. Hartman, so I'm not mad that we're back in this place. I know we talked about reusing locations, but I kind of liked it because this was different because you could um, blow up holes in the the rocks to kind of get through to get to Barry. So it was a different type of puzzle. It was puzzly. That's exactly what it was.
1: That's why this chapter is better. We get very little of it, but it's there and we notice it. It's the puzzles. It's fun.
2: Yeah. And also not only just puzzles, but like your interact. Like, I feel like the whole environment feels like a cohesive set piece. So it's not like, uh, you know, when we're blowing up that first wall, it's not that we're going over, shining our light on a word and then it blows up. No, we don't even have a flashlight to start with, which I thought was a fun element. So we have to go over and there's like a big light pole and we have to go over, Mm -hmm. find the device, swing the thing. And I, it took me a minute to figure out, but you had to, like, have momentum behind it so that the yep. light swings, hits the word, blows that up. Then you get the so it, like, has um, interactive puzzle elements, which was
0: beautiful. It, this it is, what been, this yeah. is what we wanted. This is what we wanted this whole time.
1: Yeah, that, this is what the game needed. And it might have been hard for you to figure out at first, Brian, just because we didn't expect it. Like, I didn't yes. expect it. So that was it. If this was any other game, I probably would have done that immediately. But I'm like, yeah, they're doing something different. What game is this?
2: (laughs) Was I the only one that it took like five minutes to figure out you had to like swing Mm, it at full? Not five
1: minutes, but like... It didn't take me five minutes. Like a
0: minute.
2: (laughs) I'm just the idiot.
0: (laughs) So I have to bring this up because we talked about this before we recorded. I was very frustrated with episode one that when I got to episode two, I switched the level to easy instead of normal, which I played the entire game on normal. And this was the chapter I played on easy and I just, I loved it so much and I couldn't tell if it was because the combat was easier and I was just enjoying myself because I didn't have to die so many times. I didn't have to slog through these like massive ambushes. I don't know if like, Brian, I know you played on normal. Was it easy? Easier than other chapters.
2: I I actually wrote down, because Sue, you also switched to easy, right?
1: So I also switched (laughs) just for this chapter. It was late. I wanted to just play the game, and it was the last chapter. I wanted to see what happened. I didn't want to fight a billion Taken.
2: I I regret nothing,
1: and it was fun. It was I won't
2: shame either of you too much, because I highly considered it. I highly did. I was sitting there on the menu. I'm like, do I go easy? And then I was like, you know what? No, because I played through... The first seven chapters of this game on normal, I'm just going to finish it out. I want it to be an even playing field. You picked the wrong one to change to easy because it was by far the easiest combat one. Basically, the environment just wiped everybody out. I think probably what the main difference would have been was if you get hit, you're probably getting less health taken away. But there are so yeah. many combat action set pieces through the environment and through the words and everything like that. It was like it was the most fun, fluid combat experience of the whole game by far.
1: I really like the landscape at this point because now I feel like they've just warped everything. It was all distorted. Um I love that Ferris wheel maze, the the one that we're like walking through and it's like you're walking through rooms but technically the whole mm-hmm. thing is on a Ferris wheel so like the gravity's changing yes. as you're walking through. I thought that was amazing. I'm like I wish yeah. they went so much more metaphorical with this game because clearly they know what they're doing.
0: I'm just, I'm so upset this wasn't in previous chapters because that that uh, wheel was so fun because you'd have to time things and you yeah. kind of have to figure out, like, where do I go now? And, like, yeah. the door would be upside down, so you're like, oh, I have to wait for it to spin around to go through the door. The
2: one gripe I had with it is, like, I felt like I was outpacing the wheel when I was trying to move forward. So I remember I got to one spot and it's literally, like, there's a staircase. It's a normal staircase, but I guess I got to the staircase too quickly and I'm literally just running... And just not moving anywhere in the staircase. And I'm like, why are you not going? And it tripped me up a couple times because I guess I would just get too far ahead of it. So mm-hmm. I had one spot where I just like kept, like I would just like move forward and I would just drop in through a hole because I see the arrow, that's where I'm supposed to yeah. go. And then I would just like instantly die, but I didn't know why I died. Or, and it, like, um, kept tripping me up in different areas like okay, that.
1: Okay, hold up. I died there multiple times, too. Oh I thought my God. it was, like, I thought you had to time it so, like, you didn't hit any of the pipes on your way down. Yes! I <laughs> say, like,
2: I, a- it's the one with the big door, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yes. Yes,
2: to- I died so... And the thing I, is, yeah. I got past that, and I think I, I like, died, like, a second before... Because that's the very end of the, the wheel... And I died like a, I I accidentally walked off a ledge or something, so I had to restart it, and then I could not get past it for, like, 20 minutes. It was very frustrating. Oh,
1: see, that's that's why it's going slow, because it doesn't want you to miss it. And so it's the one time in the entire game where Alan is too fast for his own good. He's like a little speed (laughs) demon going through
0: these things. Yeah, there's moments where I had to wait, too, for, like, a minute or so but this part and like the part where you have to create a bridge to jump on ledges went yes. very slow and i did feel like i was going faster than the game but i liked it because we have not been trained this entire game to jump oh my gosh we and don't we're... know how to time and jump things the entire <laughs> it's game a hop. it's a tiny hop it's... i, He's just I like... would even <laughs>
2: take that a step further and alan wake has not prepared himself to jump yeah. exactly because exactly. i love these new like platformer elements but my lord, this this game was not designed to be a platformer, nor <laughs> should Alan Wake be a platform jumper. He cannot parkour. He could barely, it's like the clunkiest, like, it's like a, it's like, he jumps like this high. It's like he Wait, skips. So you guys
1: struggled with jumping onto the rocks too? I thought it was just me, because I was, like, really bad at platformers. Like, yeah, I could not clear these
0: jumps. Episode 2 is called The Writer, and we are, basically, the main mission is to get to the lighthouse, where... We began everything. I thought it was very poetic that we're going yeah. back to the yeah. lighthouse. Cause that's our very first mission in the game is to go to the lighthouse. And, uh, like we talked about the different puzzles to get there and making bridges and the platforming. But once we get there, we have to do like a final fight against people we've met throughout the story. Barry
1: basically goes, hey, Alan, you're gonna have to kill me. You love me so much and your love for me is trapping me in the darkness and you gotta kill me. Something like that, probably. And so we have to kill Barry and unfortunately, it includes other people that we've met. At one point, I was so focused on fighting Barry like Barry, that I didn't realize I just like shot an Anderson brother <laughs> and then Hartman came at me and I only recognized
0: it was Hartman from the sweater. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. that looks familiar. I was doing that fight like, who's that old man? I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's Dr. Hartman. Uh, why am I killing Dr. Hartman? And uh, then it leads into killing the Anderson brothers, which leads into killing Barry. And that's I just, this whole section was traumatic.
2: I feel he like it had to happen. True colors.
1: No, yep, not. A, That's not no. what happened. He revealed no. his
2: true colors. No. Like I called it in the previous episode. He's not your friend. He is an enemy. And as Sue said, he was playing the long game and waiting for the perfect moment. <laughs> he said that ironically. I didn't mean it. Moment.
1: And I was thinking of Brian that time because I was like, hmm. <laughs> This is, he's probably grinning ear to ear. He's probably like sitting there, like shooting a corpse on the ground repeatedly. (laughs) That was the first
0: thought I had. I was like, Brian is having a field day with this. I genuinely
2: started laughing out loud when I was, I I, I broke out the pump action just for him. Fully loaded, full ammo. My name is Alan Wake and I'm a writer. We played through the full game. We played through the two DLC. The only things that we have not played through is Alan Wake American Nightmare, which is a standalone game. It's actually available on Xbox Game Pass right now. Do you want to go through and play how long to beat uh, rings it in at about three and a half hours? Do you want to find out Mm -hmm. more detail?
1: 100%. I I think I've heard that it's a lot of fun.
0: So I I definitely want to play it. I will definitely be playing it because it's on Game Pass, so yeah. obviously just have access to it and can give it a shot, But and three hours is not that long, that's like no, an that's, episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's like an episode for, for us that we've been through. So
2: Maybe a future bonus episode.
0: Maybe. I think as a game overall, Alan Wake Remastered gets a 7 out of 10 for me. I think it's a fantastic shooter, especially if you're <laughs> liking the combat. You'll enjoy the game, but if you're going in for a more story-driven, puzzle-based game, you might be a little disappointed because it lacks in that until the end. I think this game's a 7. I think you'll be very
1: satisfied if you play it. I think if you play it on maybe easy mode, it might be a 7.5 to 8. All right? Potentially.
2: Overall, I'm going to go with 8.5. I'm going high on this one. Uh, It could be I'm just on such a high on just how well this game ended and it's just making me have all different kinds of feelings like looking back on the game as a whole. Um, Don't know if I want to like replay it necessarily. Like I feel like I'm good. I feel like I would rather just like watch some lore videos or some more explainer kind of stuff or just rewatch the cutscenes a bit more. But 8.5 out of 10.
0: Alright, so now we are going to spin a wheel to decide what we should play next month. So, Sue, Brian, and I each picked two games that have been on our backlogs that we are very excited to play, and we're gonna just leave it up to chance. Whatever this lands on is gonna be the game we play through March. If you're playing along with us, make sure to join the Discord and you can join the discussion on whichever one we land on and our first episode will be the first week of March. I am
1: so ready. I want my spin. I I need this game.
0: (laughs) The games I'm nominating are Ori and the Blind Forest which is a platformer, I believe, and Kane of Bridge of Spirits, which is a newer game. And I actually found out about this through the Game Awards because it was nominated and it won for best indie game and I've never heard of it and it looks adorable. So those are the two I picked mostly because they look cute and kind of a break (laughs) from the Alan Wake spooky (laughs) vibes. So that's what I've got on the wheel. Sue, what do you have? Yeah, major stinky vibes.
1: Gotta lift those stinks. Uh, Going to return of the Oberdin, which takes place on a ship. We must solve the mystery of what happened on the ship, so it's more detective style. Very cool aesthetic, too, so I'm really hoping to explore that. Or Outer Wild, which has a lot of varying gameplay mechanics and seems to be narratively driven, so excited to see what that looks like.
2: And I nominated two games as well. First one I put up is Beyond Good and Evil. It is a game I've wanted to play for a very long time. It was kinda like one of those like little hidden treasure games. It was like great critical reviews, not the best sales performance, but they did recently, a few years ago, announce a sequel to it. It's supposed to be a phenomenally well-designed uh just world building characters story everything that kind of i think all three of us really love in a video game um the sequel is supposedly in development hell so um we'll see if and when that game finally comes out but i want to be ready to play it when it does and my other nomination is brutal legend which is uh, another older game that is from the fine folks at double fine see what i did there uh tim schaefer uh it if you played Psychonauts or Grim Fandango, those kinds of games, uh, that is Tim Schafer, and Double Fine—it's his kind of like trademark humor, action, fun, adventure game—and you play as like a rock god, uh, and he is voiced by Jack Black, and you'll see Ooh, other rock nice. legends sprinkled through doing voices for the different characters.
1: Yes,
0: um, that's a lot of like...
1: explanation for a game that is not going to win. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Every single one of these wedges up here, I would yeah. love to play. I'm very excited about it. So I don't have a single. No matter game, what I'm we like, get, we're gonna win. Play. I know.
2: I, I yeah, really except for then. Yeah.
0: What? What? No, that's the best <laughs> one here.
2: You gave me bad juju. I'm throwing it right back at you.
0: <laughs> no more bad juju. We're about to spin. Fine, just spin it. Settle down, children. Go, go, go. All right, go, ready? Go, go. come ready on. Big money, big
2: money. No whammies, no whammies. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, no, no. Oh. No! <laughs> Brutal Legend, baby! Sorry, Sue, what was that you were saying about that pick?
0: Nothing. I was saying that I would love to play this. So next week will be our first episode of Brutal Legend. We're going to play through the story mission, Lair of the Metal Queen. So if you're playing along with us, make sure to play through that to join the discussion. And if you're not going to play along and just want to hang out with us, that's cool too.
1: Uh, Remember to like and subscribe. And to answer our question of the day, what are your expectations for Alan Wake 2? Let us know in the comments.
2: Or if you want to join the larger discussion, join our Discord. The link is down below. And you can chat directly with me or Sue or Nina or any of the other fabulous fine folks in there. And we even have a We Should Play chat where we can have open-ended fun conversations about the games that we're playing every month.
0: Thanks again for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and we'll see you next week.